Hello, everyone. This is Tracy D. Armstrong, and welcome to What's Your Mess? Mental, Emotional, and Social Status of Life. And we have another great episode for you all. Today, we have another special guest. We have Mr. Law Lodehawk joining us today, and he's going to share his mess. Law, tell everybody a little bit about yourself. Hey, everybody. I'm Law. I am a transformational entertainer. I transform people's minds so they can transform their pockets. Now, how do I do that? I do that through speaking, through my books, through my new social app that's coming on, and just saying hello every day on social media. Awesome. Okay. Now, Law, now I know you haven't always uh, been at the place that you're at right now. Um, being a trans, I'm gonna say a transformer, okay? Now, tell everyone a little bit about what was your mess that you've gone through? What was one of the messes that you've had to experience in life? If I can think of any mess that, that would be the best mess, it would probably be me going through agoraphobia and panic disorder at the age of 23. I think that is the mess that kind of follows me everywhere or that I'm always going back to. So at 23, I became disabled with agoraphobia. Agoraphobia is a fear of people, places, and situations. I spent two years in my house and I didn't leave. Wow. Okay. That's, I want to make sure everybody understands. That's a fear of people, places, and situations. Correct. Yes. And you spent two, you said two years, not two months, two years. Two in years. House. Yes. I was terrified okay. of going outside. Yep. Now, how did that affect you mentally? Mentally, um, it took me outside of the world. I couldn't deal with anything. Um, I was a recent college graduate. I couldn't work anymore. I ran up so much debt. Uh, there was uh, a lot of medical bills. It just, it destroyed me. My brain checked out is the best way to put it. Okay. So, and I, I want to go back. So could you explain how did that come to be? Was there a situation that occurred or was it just you, cause you just say your brain checked out or was it just like suddenly? Uh, no, it was a series of events that occurred. Um, I know the, the final point that occurred was I was having a routine operation. I was remo removing my tonsils and my adenoids and I ended up getting really, really sick behind the operation. I ended up spending about a week, about a week and a half in the hospital. I had lost so much weight in a week. It was insane. And as I was getting ready to leave the hospital, that's when I noticed I had this extreme fear of being outside. I don't know if it was being extremely weak or what have you, but I was just fearful of the world. People, um, the light, uh, the, the, the noise that was going on, it just happened all at once. And then on top of that, I do remember that summer having a difficult time finding the employment that, that I was deserving of. I was a college graduate. I graduated with a 3.6 GPA. I did my bachelor's in three years. I graduated on the president's list, the honors list, whatever list you could think about, I did it. And I couldn't get a job to save my life that was worthy of my education. And wow. it just, it hit me. And, and how did that affect you emotionally? Emotionally, I kind of dug myself into a hole where I just couldn't, couldn't find my way to climb out of it. 
And I just felt like I kept on digging deeper and deeper and deeper. And I just didn't want to, to deal with the world. I didn't want to deal with anyone. And I think my brain kind of just shut down and, you know, your brain is there to protect you. So it'll do whatever it can to protect you. And I think its way was to kind of shelter me from the world, pull me out of that to kind of recollect what it is that I need to do for myself. And I believe that's, that's what my brain did, you know? Okay. So now I know socially, like you said, you were in the house for two years. So could you explain socially, like, how did you do that? How did you live for two years not being around people or anything? So luckily enough, I still have, I still have a large family. <laughs> so I did interact with my family, you know, off and off, um, off and on whenever I decided to leave my room or what have you. Uh, but in general, people outside my family, I just didn't connect well with. Um, I didn't want to, to be around people. But through uh, therapy and, and medication, I was able to kind of start to build myself back up. And I was able to get into the gym. I started to practice yoga, which allowed me to center my mind, center my thoughts, um, collect myself to be able to start building relationships again. Because before then, I kind of just like ex all my friends off. I didn't want to speak to you. It was just um, real erratic text. It was just like, just leave me alone. I can't do it. And I kind of just blocked everyone out. But when I got to a point that I was able to actually leave the house again and actually start building relationships, yoga was the first start of that. And then I got a part-time job that allowed me to deal with more people and then getting on public transportation. And then going from there, I was able to, to build myself up slowly. Okay. <clears throat> so as far as your status of living and your status of life, while you were experiencing that, like, how was your status of life? Like you said, you wasn't able to find a job. So were you not working? Were you living, were, were you living with your family? Like, what was your status of life then? Uh, my status was uh, disabled. I was medically disabled, according to the government. I was uh, receiving a check, so that did help me to, you know, take care of myself and allow my mother to provide for me or what have you. Uh, I did work all those years before, so, you know, it still was a decent check for a 23-year-old, but uh, she was my guardian, in a sense, because I just wasn't of sound mind at that time, and uh, before I was actually um, given a disability status, I had ran up uh, a bit of debt because, you know, I lived on my own. I had my own car, I had my own apartment, I had a business, and then everything just kind of came to a halt, and bills just kind of ran up, you know, mm -hmm. but being disabled and actually receiving an, an income from the government helped to create like a middle ground where it wasn't as bad and I was able to take care of myself. Okay, okay. That that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. Because so, I was, I'm, I know I'm just thinking, I'm like, I'm thinking in my mind, like, what would I do? Because at 23, I was in the same place, you know, I had graduated from college, was living on my own, like all those things yeah. are already in place. And then, like you say, everything just came to a halt. So once you went through that, how were you able to come out of your mess? Like, I know you said yoga. What are some other things that you started to do? 
What initially got me outside of the house was there was this really, really bad storm in New York. And when I tell you outside was a disarray, uh, buses stopped, just, you know, catacorned in the street, cars, just whatever, tree branches everywhere. It was just a hot mess. And how the outside look is how I felt inside my brain, inside of my body. And I was able to walk in that mess. And that was what really started me to get outside in the world. Cause it's just like, this is how I feel. What I'm seeing is how I feel. And in the same aspect, it was comfort. And I was able to walk a couple of blocks. I'm just like, wow, okay, maybe this isn't so bad. Maybe I actually can get back into the world. Stuff does happen, but we can push forward. And then that was the, that's what catapulted me to doing therapy, to taking the medication to help me to cope with the world, getting on public transportation, and then eventually getting a public, um, a part-time job, dealing with more people and just, just building myself up from there. Okay. So if someone was experiencing that same type of situation now, what would you, what would your advice or suggestions be for them so that they can come through their mess? My advice would definitely be seek counseling, seek some type of therapy. Um, if medication helps, I definitely do support it. I'm not a huge support in medication. At some point I did stop taking it. I just felt that was best for me. That wasn't uh, the medical advice to receive, but there was a light bulb in my head that told me, you know, I'll be okay. But definitely seek the therapy because I think an unbiased opinion is what helps most when people going through some type of traumatic experience or what have you. And then from there, just just do the work and then slowly start to build yourself up. You're not gonna know everything all at once, but if you're making some type of strides, you put one foot forward and keep going and keep going, just take it one day at a time. Awesome. Awesome. So now, like you said, you took it one day at a time and you have built yourself back up. Now, where are you now and what are you doing? What are some things that you have going on right now in life? Well, I'm back to being a social butterfly as I was before everything, (laughs) which is what people know me as. So right now I'm actually working on a vegan social app that I'm super excited. It's about friendship building, it's about dating, it's about exercise, it's about vegan vacations. It's pretty much a safe haven or a tribe for the vegan community. And I'm super excited that that's going to be coming out shortly, as well as my flagship book is out at Walmart. It's called Choice Driven Life. It's about getting yourself unstuck and releasing complacency. And then I have a few other eBooks on Amazon as well. So it's a it's a collection of things that's uh, going on that I'm super excited about. That's awesome. And and one more time, what was the name of the book? Because I want to make sure that I put it at the end so that everybody has the opportunity to go and look for that. Absolutely. Uh, the name of the book is on Walmart.com. Is uh, Choice Driven Life. Uh, become the commercial driver of your life as a subtitle. But if you put in Choice Driven Life, you will definitely find it. It is a 30-day manual of helping you to release complacency and just really diving deep into what it is that you want to do and pushing you forward into doing that. Oh, that sounds awesome. Okay, okay, because I'm going to put all your information at the end <laughs> of this so that they can pause and take a look. And if anybody wanted to contact you, or keep in touch with you. Is there, are there any ways that they can contact you? 
Absolutely. I am all over social media. So you can find me launching with law is the handle. It is the name of the business. You can also find me on my website, launchingwithlaw.com. Anything launching with law, if you see it, you see that rocket, it is me. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. So do you have any last words of encouragement for our listeners today? Yes. Uh, how I always end things or what I tell people is to shine bright. And I say shine with a sun emoji in the middle and then bright. And that's just my way of telling people just to be your most authentic self. Don't let anyone push you into the box. You shine bright and be you. Oh, I love it. Shine bright and be you. Well, I just want to thank you so much for your time. Thank you for joining us today. I greatly, greatly, greatly appreciate this, Mr. Law. And as we bring this episode to a close, I like to always close with my, not my quote, but a favorite quote of mine. If you want to be sad, live in the past. If you want to be anxious and worried, keep thinking about the future. But if you want to be happy, focus on the present and be grateful for the things that you have today. This is Tracy D. Armstrong with What's Your Mess. Have a good day, everyone.